No, I follow the resource sector and that's been particularly uh, hard hit in, in May and June. And I think to summarise, it's really due to concerns around global economic growth. Um, and that's been driven um, by a number of factors, which I think we're all aware of, um, you know, surging inflation, which is driving interest rates higher. You've also got the Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict. And, uh, and importantly, for commodity markets, you've also got uh, shutdowns in China uh, due, to, due to COVID. So what that, what that has meant is that commodity prices have come under pressure. Uh, and that's fed through to um, you know, a deteriorating outlook for the resource stocks. I think on top of that, more locally, what you've seen is, um, is cost pressures, in particular fuel and labour, um, you know, impacting on, on, on the companies. So essentially what you've got is you've got commodity prices trending down and costs trending up. And notwithstanding the A dollar um, falling against the US dollar, which is a positive, hasn't been enough to offset those, those negatives. I guess, first of all, uh, we've had a significant correction in stock markets generally uh, this calendar year. And so hence, it's not really surprising that when you have a decent sell-off in equities, um, small caps get hit harder. I guess at the heart of the sell-off in 2022 has been investor fear that rising interest rates, rising inflation is going to lead to an economic downturn. So in event of an economic downturn or, or even recession, uh, small caps being less defensive than their large cap peers uh, typically just uh, will underperform during, in, in that kind of environment. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's overly surprising what we've seen to small caps uh, it, it happens every time there's a decent sell-off. And um, and so whilst whilst uh, disappointing for funds focused on small to mid-caps, it has provided some opportunities as well. Primary drivers uh, of the impact on the small and mid-caps have been the same issues that have affected, you know, broader markets locally and also internationally, and that is the uh, the impact of the, uh, the current surge in inflation and the extent to which the current central bank strategies of, uh, of addressing the inflation with higher interest rates are going to work and the fears that those strategies will not work without further uh, increases in, in interest rates. And then you know, added to that, the impact of the higher interest rates and the inflation on economic growth and, of course, uh, on the all-important corporate profits. And then ultimately, uh, uh, relatedly, the uh, impact of higher interest rates on valuations. Now, those, those issues have affected uh, equities and asset classes across the board. And in the case of uh, small and mid-caps, uh, it's been complicated further by the you know, almost complete lack of liquidity as buyers have stood on the sidelines. Yeah, look, um, you know, we think there's some opportunities starting to emerge. Um, um, I think you need to be um, um, cautious on, on what areas you go into. Um, and what we tend to do is focus on what we see as the key resilient investment themes, um, you know, that are sustainable. And I think the big one there is decarbonisation and the energy transition. So the commodities associated with that, such as uh, copper, lithium and nickel. Um, and then secondly, a recognition that... Um, uh, that we're going to see increased geopolitical risk, uh, increasing global tensions, and that's going to create um, opportunities from time to time. So we tend to build our portfolio around that. So particularly uh, what we've seen in the last month or two is, uh, is copper come off pretty significantly. 
um, you know, it's now sort of testing the, the operating cost level of, an, of a number of producers. So we think there's some good buying in the copper space at, at the better quality end. Uh, and then the other area I think is lithium, where notwithstanding the lithium price has actually uh, remained pretty solid over the last couple of months, you've had a pretty major sell-off in, uh, in, in, in the whole sector, but also in the better quality ones. So that's where we're looking to... Um, to boost our exposure at the moment is uh, is particularly in the copper space and lithium. Firstly, I, yes, I absolutely think it's providing some opportunity. Uh, if you look back, uh, it seems like a, a lifetime ago, but even to that second half of June, um, I think there were some very significant uh, buying opportunities in in a range of small and mid caps that, that we've owned and followed for a long time. Um, in fact, even since that sort of second half of June, we've seen some significant bounces in a lot of those stocks. But um, uh, and, and some of those stocks I'm talking about, I guess, would be uh, Pinnacle, Dicadata, MA Financial, AP Eggers, uh, and, and a range of lifestyle communities, which, um, you know, have seen their stock prices absolutely uh, annihilated in 2022 year to date, uh, in, in, in our view, more so than is driven, uh, warranted driven. And whilst we understand there's earnings risks and valuation risks for, for a lot of these stocks, uh, I just think it's been excessive. Uh, given, I think um, uh, the, the, it's important for investors to keep in mind this current period we're navigating through of high interest rates, high inflation. Uh, you have to keep in mind how long will that be in place for the next two, three, four years, which is you know the, the kind of holding period that uh, you should be looking for to when you, you're owning good quality businesses. So um, yeah, I think I think it's definitely provided some opportunities. Uh, could there be more pain? Uh, I guess that's, of course, it can't be written off. To, to, to see significant downside from current levels, I think you need to see inflation globally in Australia continue to uh, almost accelerate or if not accelerate, you know, stay at very high levels. Um, and I think, I think on balance that's probably unlikely. Just I think it's more likely that those inflationary pressures, uh, you, you know, reduce somewhat over the next 12 to 24 months. We've already seen a lot of commodity prices and uh, start to, to fall the last four to six weeks. Even oil's fallen a little bit from pretty high levels. Um, uh, labor, particularly in Australia, is still, the labor market's still very tight. So uh, I think the wage pressure is probably one part that will still stay pretty strong. But look, generally speaking, I think uh, the inflationary pressures should improve somewhat going forward. And, and also, the, the aggressive set, uh, hikes by the central banks around the world um, that should uh, reduce economic activity somewhat, which which in turn flows through to sort of lower inflation as well. So, look, I think uh, I think you know often with these corrections, when you're navigating through them, it, it feels very tough, and, and there's always legitimate reasons for why equities are getting sold off. But yeah, often the key point is to say to yourself, well, how long is this current? environment can remain in place because, um, you know, a lot of the time with these sell-offs, 18 months, 24 months down the track, uh, in high, with the benefit of hindsight, they've proven to be great buying opportunities. So that's that's my overriding view right now of, of where we're at. Investors have to realise that uh, that cycles are an important part of investing. Uh, at, at various points in time, uh, the stock market 
offers opportunities with very high prices uh, based on, you know, strong optimism. At other points in time, you know, pessimistic attitudes lead to low prices. As we navigate through these different cycles, uh, investors that can genuinely look through the noise and look through to the next cycle can invest in businesses at, you know, in the current climate at very attractive prices, as long as those businesses uh, have products or services uh, and managers that are able to navigate through the current cycle and be there on the other side.